Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, July 7, 2022. Stand up for your country. Well, bye-bye, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Now, I know most Americans could not care less about old Boris, but there are parallels here to Joe Biden. A lot of parallels. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points Memo. So Johnson's forced to resign. His own party said, look, you can't govern. Your appointments have been a disaster for the UK. And you have no credibility because uh, you shut the country down for COVID. This was the big thing. All right. On March 23rd, 2020, Johnson locked the entire country, the United Kingdom, down. However, he himself, on May 15th, less than two months later, held a big party at 10 Downing Street where there were no masks and everybody was uh, gathering, as they say. Well, that got out. Uh, How do you think that was received? That was the end of Boris Johnson as an effective leader. Now, he runs the Conservative Party in uh, Great Britain, but that's not really conservative It's all built around labor over there. Um, It's a complicated system, a system, again, that Americans don't care about. Uh, It is a democracy, but a limited democracy, not like the United States. So anyway, why am I telling you all this? Because my prediction is that Joe Biden himself will have to resign next year, 30% chance. So I I guess it's not a prediction. It's a... uh, Uh, Not a warning, but I want to uh, advise. It's an advisement. How about that? About 30% chance that after the midterm elections, Joe Biden and his party will part ways. The Democratic Party and Joe Biden will part. That's what happened to Boris Johnson. He didn't have anybody backing him up. So he had to get out. All right. And now he's going to appoint a temporary prime minister. They'll have another election, whatever. So the Democrats are likely to get hammered in no in November, in the midterms. At that point, there's not going to be anybody on the Democratic side standing behind Biden and people who are Republicans and independents can't stand him. He's only got a 35% approval rating. And if you take into account that 25% of Americans are totally moronic, they don't know anything. He's really only got about 10% of people who know what's going on supporting him. I mean, there are millions of Americans who have no clue at all. I'm going to write a column this Sunday about them. And the Constitution gives you the absolute right to be a moron. (laughs) You have that right. Okay, so the reason that I am making this advisement to you is because of Jimmy Carter. Now, some younger Americans don't remember him, but most of you watching and listening to me tonight do. 1976, elected president. Fresh-faced governor of Georgia came in, totally obliterated any effective governance on the federal level. All right, there were gas lines and uh, recession, and I mean, it was a mess. So what happened was that Carter performed so poorly, the Democratic Party was wiped out for 12 years after he was defeated by Ronald Reagan. 12 years, the Democrats were wiped out because of Jimmy Carter. So Reagan 
had two terms and Bush the elder won before Bill Clinton came in in 92. And the only reason Clinton got elected was because of a big recession in uh, the Bushy elder administration, plus the read my lips, no new taxes, and then Bush instituted new taxes. You can't do that. All right, so the Democratic Party and, and the wise guys know that Biden's a disaster. Now, who, are, who am I talking about? This is very important for you to understand. Barack Obama is the number one Democrat in this country. And you'll remember his famous quote, never underestimate Joe Biden's ability to screw things up. Barack Obama. Number two powerful Democrat in this country is David Axelrod, who works at CNN and is the former Obama consigliere. Number three is Bill Clinton. Now, quietly, Bill Clinton doesn't, you know, get out there on the talk shows and do any of that. He's very quiet, but he's still got a lot of weight among so-called moderate Democrats and fundraisers. We keep that in the back of our mind. Money runs politics in America. Money. So those three guys, Obama, Clinton, Axelrod, they all know Joe Biden is hopeless. It's not going to get any better here while he's president. Why? Because he cannot assimilate information at the level where you would be able to solve problems. And I'll, I mean, I proved that night after night after night after night. You guys watch and listen to me. You know that. And there's no two sides to the story, as we'll show you tonight. There's a number of things tonight. It's, it's just insane. So summing up, bye-bye Boris Johnson. He's gone. All right. He was actually more competent than Joe Biden. Boris at least was cognizant. Biden's not. Okay, so he's out because his own party turned on him. And the Democratic Party is in the process of turning on Joe Biden right now. So don't be surprised sometime in 2023 where there'll be President Biden resigns for health reasons. That is the memo. Mark my words. Two o'clock today, a president awards a presidential medal of freedom to 17 recipients. That's all he did today. Biden didn't do anything else. And that was like a big day. He actually did something. Usually doesn't do anything. And then he'll be off tonight. It's Thursday night. You know, it's either tonight or early tomorrow to Rehoboth, Delaware for a three-day weekend. He'll be back Monday midday. That's what he does every weekend. That's okay. I don't mind that. If he were solving problems, he could live out in Rehoboth for all I care. Um, so let's put up on the screen who's getting the presidential medal. Pretty interesting. Uh, Simone Biles, B-I-L-E-S, I hope I say my name correctly, is a women's gymnast. Sister Simone Campbell, member of the social service and former executive director of Network, a Catholic social justice organization. Liberal woman. It's all right. Dr. Julieta Garcia, is the president of the University of Texas Brownville. She's okay. Gabrielle Giffords, we all know, former congresswoman who was shot. That's good. I'm glad she's getting the medal. Fred Gray, one of the first black members of the Alabama State Legislature, and he represented Rosa Parks. Good for Fred Gray. Steve Jobs, you know about him. Apple, he's getting it posthumously. I don't care one way or the other about him. 
Father Alex, Alexander Carlatos, Vicar General of the Greek Orthodox Church. Okay. I mean, it's good to get religious people in there. Kizir Khan, Gold Star Father, founder of the Constitutional Literacy and National Unity Center. Sandra Lindsay, New York Critical Care Nurse. Okay. That's, that's all right. I don't have much problem with that. Then a second group, John McCain, again posthumously. A McCain family deserves the honor. Diane Nash, founding member of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, work with Martin Luther King. Fine for Diane. Then Megan uh, Rapinoe. No. We went over that yesterday. Radical leftist, doesn't like her country. Why is she getting this middle? That's insane. Alan Simpson, late senator for Wyoming, uh, that Biden's doing that to throw a bone to the conservatives. Richard Trumka, big AF. LCIO guy, of course, got to get it labor in there. Brigadier General Wilma Vaught, one of the most decorated women in the U.S. military. Okay. Denzel Washington, brilliant, brilliant actor, could be the best actor in America today. And Raul Isagers, founder and president of La Raza, or president of La Raza. Radical leftist, Raul does a lot of damage to this country. So Raul and Megan, I mean, come on. I, I know you don't know who they are, Mr. President, but ridiculous. By the way, the Medal of Freedom is the highest civilian honor you can get. And it's supposed to be awarded to people who have helped their country. How does Megan Rapinoe help America? Please, anyone? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. The head of La Raza, who says that the United States illegitimately took the Southwest from Mexico. How does that guy help? What is he, what is he doing? He didn't help. Oh. All right, Reuters reports. Reuters, we don't, a left-wing news agency, but it's an interesting report. I got to tell you about it. So apparently the Biden administration uh, is taking some of the oil from the reserves Five billion barrels, five million barrels, five million barrels of oil, again, from the U.S. Reserve, all right, and sending it overseas to the Netherlands, to a refinery in India, and China, our enemy, who's buying Russian oil. This is according to Reuters. I cannot confirm this. We've tried. We called everybody, Department of Energy, nobody's talking. Is this true? And if it is President Biden, why on earth would you be doing it? And where is the money going from the 5 million barrels of oil you're selling overseas? We don't know. Reuters doesn't know. Not in the article. And again, it's sources. So this is anonymous stuff. I don't know. So, uh, Ms. Jean-Bierre, Corinne, who's the White House spokesperson, was asked about it yesterday. I didn't know. Here's what she said. This is a riot. Uh, I haven't seen a report. I would honestly have to go and look at it and see what the truth is. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I have not seen the report. Why not? You had to know this was big. You didn't see it because you didn't want to see it. Now, this story may be updated by the time you're watching and listening to me, because we tape a little bit ahead of uh, our 6 o'clock TV hit, and then radio across the country runs at all different times. But, you know, I'm sitting here going, what are you doing? Again, this is Joe Biden. 
Does this make any sense? If it's true, if it isn't true, you should have put out a statement already and said it wasn't true. All right, update on uh, January 6th committee, the Get Trump Committee and Cassidy Hutchinson. Okay, this is from The Hill. There's Cassidy. Okay, you remember she said that Trump lunged at a Secret Service driver to force him to take Trump to the Capitol building on January 6th. Lunge, grab the steering wheel. Physically impossible. Can't do it. I mean, it's not a Honda, as I've said. Okay, it's a big, big limo. Lunging can't. Okay, so here's what the Secret Service has put out. Ready, quote, both Ornato, he's a supervisor, Secret Service detail, and Angle, he's the driver, Bobby Angle, all right, uh, who remain active Secret Service agents, have said they are willing to testify under oath to dispute Hutchinson's narrative, even as they have refused to speak publicly about it. The unnamed driver the agency has signaled is also denying her account, unquote. Let me correct myself. Bobby Angle was in the limo with President Trump and the driver unidentified. Secret Service guy, but we don't know who he is. So that is the Hill's report. I think it's true. So now, here's the question. Is the October 6th committee in the House of Representatives going to call those two Secret Service agents to testify under oath? Right? Figure they call them, right? No. I bet you they don't call them. Why? Because it would disrupt the narrative from Cassidy Hutchinson. Right? That the press ran wild with. And front and center in the witch hunt is our old pal, Peggy Noonan of the Wall Street Journal. Here's the headline on Peggy. Ah, Secret Service. Okay? There it is. The courage of January 6th witness Cassidy Hutchinson. The courage. This is Peggy Noonan's column in a Wall Street Journal over the weekend. Yes. Oh, courageous. And then Noonan goes on to believe the whole story. Doesn't have a doubt. Oh, no, it happened. Cassidy said it happened. Yeah. So it's got to be true. Cassidy said it's true. Secret Service denying it? No, no, no. So this is what Peggy Noonan, who is a conservative, throw a picture on up there, okay? This is what she does all day long. No due process. Never. She convicts people she doesn't like. She doesn't like you. You're convicted in Peggy Noonan's Wall Street Journal column. Doesn't care. Evidence? Ah, come on. Come on. Now, I'm using her because she's supposedly... A Republican. She worked with Ronald Reagan. But this is what this is all about is getting Trump. Noonan doesn't like Trump. Okay, so she's going to get him. Now, everybody in the press piggybacked on Noonan. There was nobody. Well, maybe this isn't true. No, no, no. Cassidy said it was true. Awful, awful, awful. Let's go to another story that's bothering me a lot. 25-year-old Jalen Walker, Akron, Ohio. June 27, 12.30 a.m., police try to stop his car. He's driving. All right? He leads him on a chase. He gets out of the car. He tries to run away. He is shot dead. 60 gunshot 
wounds, according to the autopsy. Okay, eight police officers involved with this. All of those police officers are on paid administrative leave pending the outcome of the investigation, which is being held by the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation, state authorities. Now, the police chief in Akron says that there was a gun in Jalen Walker's car and has shown a picture of said gun. Now, Walker did not have a criminal record. He wasn't a gangbanger or anything like that. But my question is, this happened June 27th. It is now July 7th. There's a picture of the gun. Where's the real gun? Why don't we see a picture of the real gun in a press conference? Was the gun fired? Surely authorities know that. So if there's a gun in the car and it wasn't fired and Walker was running away and shot 60 times, there's a problem. If the gun was fired, then police have justification. Because you're shooting a gun in proximity of police, police can defend themselves. But if the gun was not fired and sitting on a seat in the car and the guy ran away unarmed, which he did, he was unarmed outside the car, problem. Now, this doesn't stack. I'm, I'm watching this. And the only way we're going to get to the bottom of this is if the governor of Ohio, Mike DeWine, takes it over. He's got to take it over. So get off your butt, Governor DeWine. Hold a press conference and straighten this out with facts. You've had enough time to assimilate, to accumulate the facts. You, the governor, the leader, not the Akron police chief, who's got a vested interest in protecting his guys. Now, the family of uh, Jalen Walker says that the a picture of the gun is staged. If I were a lawyer advising that family, I would say, do not say things like that. Because you don't know. You were not there. We'll get to the bottom of this, but I, I want to show everyone listening and watching tonight that this is the way a responsible media reports things like this. And to January 6th, Cassidy Hutchinson, and on and on and on and on. This is the way to do it. It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine Engine repairs and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com/carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24/7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com/carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com/carlson and save 20% today. Okay. You know what Operation Lone Star is? Very few Americans 
do. And I, I was fuzzy on it until this morning when I saw the story. So the state of Texas has allotted $3 billion to protect itself from the massive horde of migrants coming into Texas from Mexico. Okay? That's Operation Lone Star. $3 billion out of Austin for law enforcement and others to stop somehow this unbelievable migration into the United States because Biden and the federal government will not do it. So that sounds like a pretty good thing to me, Operation Lone Star. Okay. Well, the Department of Justice, that's Merrick Garland, Attorney General, is investigating the state of Texas and the Lone Operation Lone Star for, quote, potential civil rights violations involving migrants. All right. The DOJ alleges that Lone Star is discriminating and targeting individuals for arrest based on race and country of origin. Yeah, they are, because they're not here legally. And you won't do anything about it, Merrick Garland. So the state is, and it has a right to. So the Justice Department sends agents down to try to get some kind of criminal activity against the state of Texas. This is the Biden administration. Now, if I'm a Texan, and I used to be, I worked in Dallas for a couple of years, I, I would never, ever consider voting for Joe Biden or any Democrat that supports him. This is just an outrage. Another outrage, Los Angeles County, biggest county in the United States of America. So they have a DA, uh, attorney, uh, yeah, DA, uh, George Gascon. There he is, there's George, you know, natty dresser, right? He won't enforce the law because he thinks that the justice system is skewed against blacks and other minorities. So this is a guy in office because George Soros gave him millions of dollars. George Soros. Okay, so Gascon won't enforce the law. Under his administration, homicides in L.A. County are up 94%. Shootings up 54, assaults up 14. Violent crime. Again, homicides, L.A. County, under Gascon, up 94%. So the people in the L.A. County want them out, want to boot them out, just like the moron in San Francisco, okay? They have the signatures now. They say 717,000. They needed 567,000. So this guy is going to be on the recall bend probably in November, and they'll boot him. They'll boot him. Even though the L.A. Times is, oh, no, we got to keep George. We like the fact that homicides are up 94%. L.A. Times, yeah, we're not. That's okay. Leave George alone. You know? And how about that George Soros, right? That little puppet master, huh? How about him? Awful. All right, let's go to Japan. You want to go to Japan for a segment? Why not? I've been to Japan, I don't know, three times. Interesting country. I'm a gaijin, that means I'm a foreigner. And in Japan, foreigners, no. They're not looked upon really, I'm trying to be fair, they're not embraced. So there's nobody trying to sneak into Japan, okay? So if you're not Japanese, you're on another level in Japan. They don't hurt you. I mean, I'm walking around Tokyo and Kyoto and other places. Everybody's stared at me because I'm six foot four with blue eyes. They don't have that in Japan a lot. 
Um, so it was like when I went into the subway in Tokyo, it was be like, and I, I was hitting my head on the top of the subway. Subways run great, by the way, and so does the uh, whole entire rail system in Japan. Anyway, the Parliament of Japan has passed legislation making online insults punishable by imprisonment. All right, so the law says if you insult someone on the Internet without specific facts, you can be fined 300,000 yen, which is 2,200 bucks, or put in jail for a year. Wow. So online insults and defamation are now punishable under the law in Japan. Couldn't do it here because of our First Amendment freedom of speech. But I like the tone. I like the tone. Bible. You read the Bible? I read it. You know, the nuns made me read it, and I went to Catholic high school, and, you know, so a lot of Bible stuff. But I'm not a scholar, biblical scholar, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm well-versed. So Gallup takes a poll, 1,000 U.S. adults, about the Bible. So the poll came out in May this year, and the findings are these. 20% of Americans say the Bible is the literal Word of God, both Old and New Testaments. Um, that means Adam and Eve. Okay, that means no evolution, 20%. In 1980, 40% of Americans believe the Bible is a literal Word of God. 29% of Americans say the Bible is a collection of legends, history, and moral precepts recorded by man. This is up from 10% in 1980. And 49%, half of us, say the Bible was inspired by God, but it is not to be taken literally. Okay, so therefore Adam and Eve, Noah and the ark, all of the stories, Jonah and the whale, they are allegories. They are put in there to teach wider lessons as many of the parables are from Jesus. All right? So I would say that I am in the 49% category. So I believe that the Bible, particularly the New Testament, because the Old Testament has got a lot of stuff about slaves, and, you know, I mean, the culture back when that was written was far beyond anything we understand. But the New Testament um, has a tremendous amount of good, positive lessons. And if people were to read those words and then practice what the words say, this planet would be a lot better off. So I'm, I'm in the uh, 49%. I thought that was interesting. All right, this day in history, July 7th, 1865, four conspirators in the Lincoln assassination were hanged. All right, 157 years ago today, David Harrell, Lewis Powell, George Atzerodt, and Mary Surratt were hanged at Fort McNair in Washington, D.C. for their alleged roles in the assassination of President Lincoln, which was, I think, the worst act of terror this country has ever seen domestically. 9-11, of course, foreign. So John Wilkes Booth, who assassinated Abraham Lincoln, was a terrorist. 
He was a Confederate terrorist, a sympathizer, who planned for years to kill Lincoln because he hated Lincoln because Lincoln wanted to free the slaves. And Booth was a racist. So Booth got a crew to help him. Harold, Powell, Azerod, and Surratt, and others too. Okay, so on the day Lincoln was assassinated, um, there were supposed to be other assassinations. Vice President Andrew Johnson, Secretary of State Seward, uh, and possibly even U.S. Grant. But the other conspirators chickened out or they couldn't do it. They did stab uh, Secretary of State Seward. He was attacked, but he wasn't killed. Now, the interesting thing all, in all this, and I know about this because of killing Lincoln, I'll tell you about that in a moment, is Mary Surratt. She was like real tight with John Wilkes Booth and allowed her um, tavern, it was a boarding house bar, to be a safe house for Booth. And they planned the assassination and then Booth went there after the Forge Theater thing, after he shot Lincoln. Surratt was the first woman ever executed by the American government. And she's guilty. So I write about all of this in a very vivid way in Killing Lincoln, my first killing book. Now, Killing Lincoln is the most successful killing book on sales. It's still selling. It's still in print, if you can believe it. But it's approaching $4 million in sales. Um, and that was the first one we ever did. And then, you know, the rest is history, pardon the pun. So the hangings of uh, the conspirators happened 157 years ago today. Back with a mail segment, a final thought about summer that I think you'll want to hear because it will save you money and some grief in a moment. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has a over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract. 
and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. All right, let us go to the mail. So the first letter comes from a lawyer in Moscow, Idaho. Idaho is a very hot state, by the way. They have that big conference now with all the fat cats, uh, Sun Valley this week, and the real estate's going up there. People are going to Idaho from other states. Interesting state. Beautiful. Bill, tonight you said you think there's a 30% chance Joe Biden will resign sometime after November. When exactly do you predict that will come? It can't happen soon enough. Uh, come on, counselor. I can't. I'm not Miss Cleo here. I'm not Karnak the Magnificent. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, look, my analysis is based on available facts. And the Democratic Party is getting torn up by Joe Biden. And he can't govern. He's not going to get better. Everybody knows that. Um, so there you go. I can't predict the day. But I, it, had, it would have to be next year. Not going to go into the presidential cycle, I don't think, with Biden at the helm. Mike Harper, Forney, Texas. Mr. O, do you believe Biden will run the country into a depression? Impossible to say. So in a depression, there'd be mass layoffs everywhere. We're already in a recession, a consumer recession. That means that people aren't spending as much money on stuff because everything costs so much. So that's already here. Depression, people getting thrown out of work. Unemployment is still relatively low, except in New York City, because New York City is so out of control crime-wise, people don't want to go into the city. So New York City is double the unemployment average of the nation. Uh, but I, if I had to bet, I would say no depression. Still got a big economic engine here, despite Biden's incompetence. All right, on the message board, Phyllis says, I live in the suburbs of Chicago. Couldn't agree with you more, O'Reilly, that Pritzker is awful. That's the governor of the state. Unfortunately, since Illinois is a blue state, it'll be tough to oust him. He'll most likely be reelected. That is true. You know, people are voting for their own destruction in Illinois. It's incredible, but it's true. Christopher on a message board, Governor Newsom's Florida ad failed to mention that freedom to commit crimes without consequence in California is one thing they have that Florida doesn't have. Excellent letter, Christopher. So Newsom, as we reported yesterday, took out an ad, political ad, signaling he's running for president, attacking DeSantis and Florida, telling Floridians to move to California, which is, of course, paradise um, in Newsom's opinion. Tells you everything you know about Newsom. Jim Fredericks, New Berlin, Wisconsin. Bill, regarding the Democrats, um, that Liz Cheney is now rubbing elbows. Now, this is a good letter from Jim Fredericks. But Jim, no cliches, no rubbing elbows. So let me, let me rephrase it for you, all right? Regarding the Democrats that Liz Cheney is associating with these days, are these not the same Democrats who were savage and brutal towards her father when he was vice president? And does she not realize they will drop her like a bag of dirt? <laughs> I kind of like the bag of dirt. Uh, anyway, uh, you are absolutely correct, Jim that de Democrats and liberals hated Dick Cheney, Liz Cheney's father, hated him. And they've already turned on Liz because of abortion. Peter, concierge member, that means that Peter can write to me directly by email. 
Now, I just want to tell you a little bit about the concierge program because I want you to check it out if you would. So I get a lot of questions about people traveling the world. And I, because I've been to 84 countries, I can steer you into good places and tell you if you get ripped off. I get questions about consumer problems, that somebody's contractor is doing A, and then I can steer them. I get financial questions. I cannot give financial or medical advice, but I can tell you what I would do. All right, so life is complicated. For a concierge membership on BillOReilly.com, you have me to answer your questions, which we do within 24 hours. I mean, it's pretty amazing. So you might want to think about it. All right, so Peter says, why is it that the left always has to respond to opposition with vulgarity and name-calling? Peter, it's not just the left. The right does it too. We live in a very vulgar age. All right, so the F word, and I'm guilty of this sometimes. You know, you get angry, boom. You got, what's her name, uh, Jessica Chastain. You've been double figures. We did that earlier this week to uh, the Supreme Court. Why does she have to do that? That diminishes her. Now, I can understand if you get angry at the spur of the moment and you say something. I do that, I, but I'm really trying not to. Because you're right. Why, why, vulgarity doesn't get you anywhere. It lowers your profile. Once in a while, you got to get people's attention. I have never sworn in front of my children. Ever. Okay? Because I am trying to say to everybody, vulgarity does not help you. But it's both sides, not just the left. Scott Curley, Hawaii. I'm a new premium member, Bill. Love the show. Yesterday, you were discussing how the different generations leave tips in a restaurant. I was wondering your thoughts on tipping for pickup service. When you order by phone from home and go pick it up yourself, should you leave some money for the person at the counter? I had it last night. Last night, I, I picked up some stuff, and there was a jar, you know. And uh, But the lady who delivered my stuff didn't really do very much. I mean, it was like boom, boom, boom. So I didn't leave a tip. And I felt guilty about it, too. I usually do, especially if the person is nice and, and quick. So I kick a buck or two bucks in the, in the jar for pickup service. And I didn't last night. And, and it kind of stayed with me. And then when you, you, that's how when you know if it stays with you. I probably kicked her. I should have kicked her a buck. It's a young, you know, uh, woman uh, just throwing out food from a stand. Kenny Loy, Sparks, Nevada. Bill, just got my signed copy of Killing Crazy Horse. Thank you. I have almost every audiobook of the Killing series. They keep me moving as I'm rolling down the roads as an OTR semi-driver. Wow, Kenny, be safe. Watch out for the bicyclists. My neighborhood here, we just had a bicyclist killed by a car. And these bicyclists are all over the place now, especially in the summer. But anyway, Kenny, this, all 11 killing books are on audio. And you are driving distances, this will make the trip fly by. So I'm glad you like them, uh, and I appreciate the, uh, the letter, Kenny. All right, Killing the Killers, let's see it. Uh, still on the New York Times list, I think we're four on Sunday. Amazing. 
after two months, still the number four best-selling nonfiction book in the world because Americans buy more books than any other country. Um, you know, Chinese aren't buying all the books. They can barely feed themselves. Um, so we really appreciate it. And Killing the Killer is a good book. And for summer, you know, vacation, audio, whatever it may be, you'll learn a tremendous amount about your country and about evil and Killing the Killers. Okay, word of the day, do not be a petty fogger. P-E-T-T-I-F-O-G-G-E-R. Petty fogger. That is not a good thing to be. Back with a final thought about summer, which I think will help you out. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. All right, here is the final thought of the day. So we're rolling through summer, as we always do. Everybody knows that. My summer's completely booked till Labor Day. Booked. And I have to do that because I got so much work to do and I have other responsibilities. And I'm not traveling anywhere, by the way. I'm staying put because I did go to California in May. Um, but it's really busy. But I planned it out very methodically. I have the best assistant on the planet. And she's been with me 30 years. If you imagine putting up with me for 30 years. Oh. Um, and there, I got a big schedule. I was like, this is it. But everything is planned out. And we execute it. So we can get a lot of things done. All the important things are there. If you do not do that because of our breakdown in supply chains, on the airlines, the hotels are packed this summer. They're charging a fortune. If you do not plan ahead, you're going to get 
hammered. So you got to think about it. All right. So early July, if you're going to do something in August or September, you got to do it now. But the most important thing is to understand that nothing of consequence is going to happen in America until September. So why do I say that? Supreme Courts, they're out till October. House goes on uh, summer break, August 1st. It's coming up three weeks. Senate, August 8th. They're not back until after Labor Day. Biden doesn't work anyway. If you watch and listen to this program every day, we give his schedule. He doesn't work. Okay, so he's out. So nothing really going to happen. There'll be social things. They're still going to try to get Trump. But after uh, August 1st, that's the end of that, that October 6th thing. Garland's not going to do anything. All right. It's too dangerous for him to do that right now because of the political climate. And so we live in a last minute world now. If you have urchins like I do, they don't want to hear about planning in advance. They want to do something. Well, I mean, you know, tonight I'm going to, I don't you know, like what? So you have to plan in advance. But the culture is last minute spontaneity. Now, spontaneity is good. You have to be nimble. Something comes up that's a positive. You want to, you know, don't be rigid. Oh, I'm not doing that. No. Um, but you want to honor all your commitments. But if there's something good, you want to be spontaneous enough to take advantage of it. But you've got to look at the whole landscape here. If you want your life to be smooth and not chaotic. And I mean, that's the worst thing for me is chaos. Ask anybody who works for me or knows me. Chaos. I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. So you got to plan. And that is the final thought of the day. Sunday noon, doing a column on the clueless American. All right. You heard of the quiet American, Graham Greene? O'Reilly is going to give you the clueless American. And then we will see you on Monday. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News.